0: Hey guys, hope you're doing well. We speak a lot about the home economy and so we want to get into specifics. What do we mean by that? What do we mean by the home economy? And so to break that down into the home as a place and the economy as a means. So economy, meaning we need to pay for things to live. You know, in very rudimentary times, you would be on the frontier. You would build your little log cabin with your own hands. You would hunt your own food grow your own food and there's no electricity there's no cell phones there's no you know that rudimentary life you're still working in order to survive
1: and then they were trading with other people so someone was really good at this and so then the ladies helped each other with all of the home projects and yeah. exchanged goods
0: yeah so it's easy to understand oh you had to work to survive in this modern world being brought up in this kind of liberal utopia idea that the government can look after everybody's needs and we don't really need a work we don't really need you know we a lot of us as teenagers you grow up and you've often had this thing of it's an evil capitalistic world because we need money to survive money is just the store of that worked energy and we can go further into the whole thing of fiat currency and the evils of all of that but just for the purposes of this, we do live in a world where currency is the store of our work. And so that's part of the wisdom that we have to work with in the home economy. So in this modern day world, we're not on the frontier. Majority of us are not on the frontier building our own log cabin, living without modern things.
1: God bless you if you are, but most of us aren't.
0: That's right. We have to figure out how to live well with our work, with our cash flow management, And so this is what we mean by home economy is how do we survive? How do we live? How do we run a household? How do we build a productive household that produces value, that produces time, that produces freedom to use your time, use your resources, how you see fit versus a consumptive household that enslaves you to debt or to other people's time. So the first principle of building a home economy is to live below your means.
1: And how do you know what your means are by tracking your budget yeah, (laughs) or tracking your income and then tracking your spending? And are you spending more than you're bringing in? Mm -hmm. And if you are, then you're not living below your means.
0: (laughs) And a lot of times our pride or our envy or our just lack of knowledge and wisdom gets in the way because we think that we are entitled to a certain lifestyle that is popularized by marketing or entertainment. And that's not realistic for most people. And so we also have to find contentment in living below our means where you're happy to do without the many things that the world is telling you, you have to have, you are uncool for not having it or you're going to die if you don't have it. Whereas the majority of the time, these are things that are called luxuries. You don't need luxuries. You know, what you do need is roof of your head, clothes on your back, food in your belly, in most cases, uh, transport the ability to get to places. Those are the absolute, like, if you don't have those, then you're in trouble and you need to figure things out. But for most people, you've got that sorted out. You have the basis of living below your means. If you can do that in a way that is not appealing to approval from others or envy or shame of living below what entertainment and advertising wants you to live. Yeah. So a lot of Kelly's videos on your home with Kelly channel, are dealing with how do we increase the resources and things that we can have and do and enjoy without paying the top dollar for them. So, you know, we talk a lot about buying food in bulk. It's just wiser to buy food in bulk rather than going and paying the top dollar, which would be eating out every night or buying box meals every night.
1: Or buy, yeah, pre-made food. (laughs) The journey for us with learning about building the home economy started when I quit my job. Because I think when the husband and wife both work, you don't have to think about building your home Mm -hmm. economy because you're not. (laughs) You're both working outside of the home and you're comfortable with just, well, comfortable. The idea of money coming in is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you cut one income, you realize you're taking away a cash flow option. So instead of thinking, okay, we're gonna be in the deficit now, it's reframing your mind to think where my paycheck was going, how can I be a steward of our home economy that way our home is making money instead of me having to go out and work for someone else to make money,
0: yeah, and that's the second principle we're gonna hit on is use the cash flow that you have coming in to build your household, not enslave your household so. If you're constantly just the money comes in and then it's gone, you're buying services, you're buying products, you're paying off things,
1: entertainment,
0: entertainments, you're going to be in a place where every month you have to go back out and do the same thing over again to try and stay afloat. But if you're bringing all that cash flow in and you're being wise with your purchases, you're living below your means, then you can start to accumulate assets. There's a great game called cash flow from Robert Kiyosaki where the whole point of you getting a paycheck every month needs to be to build your your assets, to build the things that actually produce you value, produce you more cash flow, rather than just constantly just giving it to other people's assets, other people's things that produce them cash flow. So, for instance, oh, wow, we just got an amazing lump sum of money. Let's go buy a boat. Well, that's something that's going to take money out of your household. It's going to require more money to maintain. It's going to be something that is not a wise purchase for people who are trying to still build wealth and build assets. So, a far better way to use your cash flow coming in or any windfalls that come is to buy a house rather than rent a house is something that will accumulate in value against currency inflation it's a very reliable asset for majority of people if you own a property or own a house you know that that value is going to keep against the value of currency going down another thing to do with your money and your cash flow is to buy equipment or machines or the ability to do something, a skill or a business or a trade that can get you money and now you control your means versus having to go and work for someone else who owns equipment or owns machinery or owns the ability of something to trade. A lot of people could buy a business, a lot of people could buy stocks or shares, a lot of people could buy livestock or plants or things that would grow in value and be there for a long time versus things that are just consumed and then are gone.
1: And so all of that is reframing your mind to look at your home as a place of productivity. What are the areas of our home that we can save money by doing things ourselves and also make money by growing things or doing things or building things that we would outsource but instead we're doing it from within our home. There is an upfront cost to those things like starting a garden. There's an upfront cost but if you look at over the long haul it will end up saving you money which is making money. We always say that Joel Salatin quote, a dollar saved is a dollar thirty earned because when you're out working for someone else that paycheck does get taxed by the government and so if you are able to do things at home and save money, you're saving the money that you would have end up having to make if you were working outside of the home and then buying that thing that you just created from your home.
0: So we're not shaming working for other people. It's a normal part of life mm. is to work for other people. What we're saying is use the money that you get from working for other people to build your own household, to build your own household economy so that your household becomes economically productive. And so that you're not so reliant on other people anymore. You're not so reliant on other institutions.
1: And then I would also say, you always talk about leaving an inheritance to your children's children. It's then training your kids to...
0: Be productive and accumulate assets.
1: Yeah, that it's a lifestyle thing.
0: Yeah. And again, this doesn't have to be on some grand Donald Trump scale where we're all gonna be property billionaires. It can be at your scale. Are you living below your scale of means? Are you accumulating assets at your scale of means you don't have to live according to how everybody else is trying to live or what advertisers and entertainment are making you think is the average lifestyle. Are you able to be productive at your scale? Are you able to accumulate assets at your scale? And this may require you changing your environment or changing your context. If you're in a place that's super high cost of living, super expensive, If you're around people who are constantly pushing you to consume and get indebted, if you're constantly in a place where that is the lifestyle expectation, you may have to change that context. You may have to leave that environment and find an environment that is more affordable. Don't complain about your context. If you want to live a different way, change. If you want to live, live a different way, make plans in your heart that the Lord may direct your steps.
1: And then that being said, we also do get a lot of comments uh, on our channel saying it must be nice for you to bring your wife home. We live in an area where that's not possible or we live in a world where both the husband and wife have to work to survive. Having a mindset that the home is an economy and that the wife is actually a very productive person within the home and she can be doing so much work in the home that actually saves Her husband's money, she's a good steward of the income that her husband brings in, that goes such a long way because I think this does come back to where tracking our incomes, we started doing that in 2018 or 2019 and it significantly changed our life because for the first time we actually knew the money coming in and where our money was going and we realized how much of our money was going to little eating out at whole foods or those type of things where it's like okay i actually enjoy learning how to cook and the food that we're getting at whole foods in the, which is by weight was like broccoli steamed broccoli grilled chicken like things that are so easy to do at home anyways so you can start looking over your where your money's going and are those things something that you can exchange and start doing from within the home and then it becomes a game and really fun and it gets exciting for us like talking about things that we can do and it also brings a level of contentment in the household because Like building a garden, we do together. So it's quality time, starting a garden, getting things going, working in the garden. We don't need to go outsource entertainment at movie theaters or expensive things, concerts and stuff like that, which is fine. Like those are all fine things if that's where your fun money is going to and you want to spend that. But a lot of our entertainment is building our household.
0: Yeah. And the last thing we'll talk about as well is where you are is not where you have to be in the future. And so many people get consumed about, well, we have to live in a big McMansion. We have to drive two brand new cars. We have to have the latest clothing. We have to go on fancy travel weekends. That's a wonderful goal to have in the future, but live below your means. Now, if you have to live in a smaller house, it's not embarrassment. It's not, Oh, you're going backwards in life. It's actually going to save you a lot of money and probably make you more money. If you downsize your house for five years, for 10 years, See what that does for your budget, takes the pressure off.
1: And really peace within your household. Yeah, peace
0: within your household. If you're able to withstand the social shame, which is just your own thoughts, it's just your own, oh, I'm not doing what the advertisers and entertainment and the people around me are doing. Live a simpler, more humble life now. And then down the road, you will have the freedom and the ability to, to live a far more luxurious life because you did the sacrifice now.
1: You actually worked with a guy that built a business and was very wealthy, but you would never know it from the car he drove. Mm -hmm. The house that he lived in was a literal horse barn or a cow barn Mm -hmm. that they turned into a house and it still looked very much like a barn. And we were so inspired by them because they clearly had money because we knew the work that they did, but you would never know it from the lifestyle that they lived.
0: Yeah, they weren't concerned with impressing people. His whole philosophy of starting businesses and doing any project in life was how can we get away with bootstrapping it? Can we buy things secondhand? Can we borrow? Can we
1: make it. make (laughs)
0: it? And then if it works, then we can buy the new things. And then his whole thing was, well, if it's working, why do we need to buy the new things? And that was the secret to his wealth. He was a very wealthy man who was very happy because his, his identity was not in how other people saw him. His identity was in the things he was doing, the things he was accomplishing. And that's a great way to see this home economy. Be more concerned about working to the glory of God. What are you working toward? What is the, the passion and the, the things in your heart that you want to work toward for the glory of God and for the good of your children's children. Don't worry about envy and comparison and what everyone else is saying. What are you working at? What are you building together in your home economy that you're going to share for your future generations?
1: And there comes great peace and contentment from having that as the vision. I think it's the whole thing of walking the straight and narrow. When you start looking around at what everyone else has or wondering what everyone else thinks, it gets you distracted from your own life and your own purpose and your own mission. And even you're thinking, well, God sees me. He's pleased with me. Who cares what everyone else thinks of me? Um, Because I think that's probably the biggest thing is social shame, especially with women quitting their jobs to come home. It is usually, what will other people think of me? What what if my, praise God, my family wasn't like this, but we've had people commenting of like, my family's gonna look down upon me and my husband if I come home. And who cares? (laughs) God sees you in secret and everything. And they're
0: not paying your bills, so God bless.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah so it's a good thing to build the home economy yeah god bless you guys praise god